This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Everyone needs to unload to someone who's unbiased and who isn't judging. Visit betterhelp.com allies and unload the stress. Welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, the Mikes. Panelists, Michael Damiani. I did a hard pause there because I was wondering what was going to come out of your mouth when you said joining us this week, the, and I'm like, the what, the what, the what? The, the one, the only, Michael Huber. Yo. Make it all happen in the control room, Isla Hank. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Uh, but Daniel Bloodworth is out this week. Bye. Sorry, sorry Bloodworth fans. Bloodworth is out. Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. But before we do that, we must first answer for all the mistakes that I had nothing to do with but did happen in last week's podcast. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Smash and Zelda have both sold more than Pokemon Sword and Shield. Smash being Smash Brothers for... Uh, the Switch there, and um, Zelda meaning, of course, Breath of the Wild. The top five on the Switch are Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is number one, Animal Crossing number two, Smash at three, Zelda at four, and Pokemon Sword and Shield at five. End corrections music. I'm assuming that happened. Was there a sound? Hang on, it didn't. Hang on. The lights aren't working. <laughs> boop. The lights aren't working and corrections music still happening. We're in oh, the no. corrections verse. Boop, boop, boop. That can end the Wait. music, but why isn't the lights working? Why there was it? only one correction yeah. on Blood's Watch. That was it, yeah. I've done, I've done it before. It's, it's cool. Okay. It's cool, but okay. it's not. Nothing nothing new here? Nothing it's a lot new of factors, see? you know. <laughs> Get no hitter. It's like, well, I got a great team. You know, I can't really the infield. Yeah. I gotta, Good gotta, defense. Gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I fixed the lights. Sweet. Time to fix this podcast. We had some a lot of indie action this week. We had two people show up to talk about indie, mm -hmm. and I want to talk about the games that they showed. Uh, I heard you were checking those out in the other room. I scanned through this as much as I possibly could. There's so many games to talk about. Always. But I do kind of want to more talk about where we are at with showcases, given that Xbox showed up, and Nintendo showed up, who I think are much more active in 2021 and 2020 in the indie space than uh, uh, collectively than Sony. And just kind of how they approached the idea of bringing more indies, you know, to our attention and trying to get a focus on these things. Hmm. I want to begin with Michael Damiani. When you started this week, did you know both of these things were going to happen? How soon? Oh, no. How much time did you have before they happened? No, I don't remember when Xbox announced theirs. We knew, I know we knew about it for at least over a week in advance because it was on the calendar for over a week. But in traditional fashion, Nintendo kind of like announced theirs the day before yeah. or whatever, like night before. So that kind of came out of you know left field like usual, as it is with Nintendo. So very surprising. Uh, however, the fact that there was an Indie World Showcase sounds about right because they usually do one right around PAX West time is they've done one like the last gotcha. kind of like few years especially pre-COVID so it makes sense that it happened so that wasn't too shocking that it happened but you know Nintendo operates like not enough warning you know, right it's not, not a good thing did you know these were happening Huber what was your S same as Damiani level? knew the Xbox one was coming up 
And Nintendo was like the day before. I was like, oh, there's a showcase tomorrow. Have, did you watch the Xbox presentation? Either of you? Uh, just recently we did. Yes. We watched the trailers. Yeah. Because it was actually kind of hard yes. to find for whatever reason the actual presentation. Right. We kept yeah. getting like the, the games, uh, game spots, like reactions <laughs> to it coming up. So we just found the, the article about it and it linked to all the trailers that were in there. So we watched all the game yeah. trailers that were in there and the announcements. Yeah. And again, I feel bad because there's a lot of games that are trying to get themselves out there. But I, I was a little confused after the fact. I missed this when it was live. I went to. Yeah, the rundown basically. Yeah. You had a list, you know, of everything, and I was like, "Oh, in the official Xbox page, they'll totally have all of the greatest trailers and all these links." And like, to some of them, definitely more of a big focus on stuff that's coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I actually had a, a very hard time finding because it was like, as seen in the you know ID at Xbox presentation. I'm yeah. like, yes, but where where yeah. is your representation <laughs> out? Where are you? Where's your website? Where's your trailer yeah. on their YouTube channel? Or you know, um, so is that is is this just Two hours is too much for the indie games. There's too much going on. There's no focus or the length. Obviously, because I didn't see the actual presentation. Presentation, but mm-hmm. I mean, usually I feel like Microsoft has like the longest of these things in general. So, I, I, but two hours does seem like a little bit long <laughs> for for an indie showcase. Uh, I, I don't know if there was like a lot of talking in between or if they just wanted to teach announcement after announcement. But reading down that list, maybe we didn't see everything in that article we looked at, Huber. Mm-hmm, yeah. That didn't seem like that was should have taken two hours from what we looked it's at. A, you know. Yeah, it's a case-to-case for me because I sometimes I do like when they take a deep dive on a game, you know, and that can really start adding up the minutes. Uh, so it just all depends on the games, what we know is going to be there ahead of time. You know, like some state of plays or whatever. Like, yeah, we're going to have these games. We're going to take the deep dive. So I think the length can be justified sometimes. It's just a matter of expectations and what they're going to show. Coming to Xbox Game Pass, Origami 2. Yes. Playing through the first one right now. Yep. Uh, Just a a quick little game. A little stiff. Uh, I felt that first first one. A little rigid. Yeah. uh, Just in terms of me, like, really getting cozy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you... Stealth games can be very punishing, oh, so you yeah. need to get cozy with those controls. How are you doing yeah. with those controls? Good. Okay. Really nice. good now, yeah. It uh, can be a little... W- there's a shadow teleport, and you can use it to, like, climb up okay. ledges. That's a little finicky, you know? It's, like, oh, it's no. like sometimes I'll warp to, like, the bottom of the thing and fall down, or it's, like, oh. you really got to <laughs> massage that. But other than that, like, cool game, and... Two is looking so good. One was always on my list, but now that two is coming out, it's like, okay, I, I need to finally go back, catch up. So just going through that like on the side. You know, it's a side game. <laughs> Evil Genius 2, which I know you yeah. – did you and Donna play that, we right? We played it, yeah. It's fun. Uh, you play as a evil genius running a <laughs> – running a, uh, Go you on. Know, you know, it's as advertised. You're running a secret base. I know ours was a casino. It was great. <laughs> nice. There's probably a difference between the demo that you played and like the first hour of the game. But being on Game Passes, I feel like something that you know people great can game jump pass into. Game, yeah. yeah. Then great after an hour, they're like, "Oh, this is great." You know, this was a fun little value. Yeah, for sure. Library of Ruina. Yeah, we watched that trailer. Uh, I guess we we're curious about the like the pedigree of the studio Project Moon, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. that's the name of the studio, Korean studio. Um, looked like a, a visual novel game. It had that uh, 
battle system that we saw. The battle saw, system looked, looked complicated for sure. Hectic. It, yeah. yeah, it looked a little yeah. hectic. It looked kind of almost mobile-esque a little bit was my first impression. Maybe that's not so kind to put it. Um, but I saw some people when we were streaming The Ascent earlier today, a bunch of people in chat were asking us, hey, did you catch that trailer and that? And we didn't know if there's like and I was looking up, I can see if there's like a pedigree. Maybe they'd worked on previous visual novels or if this is their first outing. I was wondering where, like, if it was just like it looked exciting to people because to me, I wasn't too excited looking at it. So maybe it just speaks to, you know, different tastes there. Mm-hmm. It does It does stand out. Yeah, paparazzi is the next thing. It, this is an interesting batch uh, of stuff coming, but um, uh, we can talk about paparazzi. I know it's not cats. It's dogs. Know, you're running around. I, at first, I thought I, I heard that not you just say, but when we were looking at it earlier, I, I didn't see the thumbnail first. I'm like, puppet rot? Like, is it going to be puppets? Slow. <laughs> and it's pupper. Hype. I was like, oh, like dogs. I get it now. <laughs> Photo games are big. We'll probably yeah. get to puppets uh, eventually. But yeah, you're you're following cute dogs around. You're taking pictures of cute dogs. Sable. Oh, yeah. Um, which, yeah, is definitely a good, you know, something that I think people will enjoy jumping into on Xbox Game Pass, something that we have checked out and watched Bloodworth play at length. Mm-hmm. She Dreams Elsewhere. I don't think we saw this one. Anybody. Was this a new announcement or is this one we've seen before? I've been aware of this for a while, but I don't, I'm looking it up right this now. This is the one where you go into like her dreams into her mind and it's like, I don't know, like the animation, like, like she's falling and then she lands in another world or something. I'm thinking of, this might be two mm. different games. A surreal oh, adventure yeah. RPG. It has uh, it's pixel art, mostly gray tones, but there's not some some fun. It looks kind of like there. Undertale. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not thinking of the same game then. Cool, but yeah, it looks cool. cool. And Stardew Valley. Stardew. Yeah. Stardew Valley. Still kicking. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised. Still, it's, like, it's like a Terraria. You know that game yeah. lasted so long. So it's just like Stardew Valley, always relevant. For like so many years, and I feel like for another at least few years, yeah. like that game just keeps Get on, on going. Yeah. yeah, I imagine the, the the purest encounter would be somebody that. Oh, what's this? Oh, you know, I like farming Sims. Yeah. I just have never, for some reason, <laughs> you just never heard about this. And somebody, hmm, something added to my game pass here. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of we can you can just grab onto these things because yeah, that th- what was it that you jumped out at Huber? Origami 2, yes. I did not know, and you were planning on finishing Origami 1. Yeah. It's a shorty. It's like a seven, eight-hour game. You can put it on, like, easy and just kind of kind of go through. If you have that kind of desire for anything else on this list, let me know. And Damiani, don't be a stranger. Ollie Ollie World. Yes. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me. 120 FPS, 4K. I cannot Xbox. wait. I cannot wait. I love the first two games. They are my favorite kind of challenging where every time you fail, you're like, one more I can do it. One more I can do it. One more I can do it. Uh, this one just seems like the most ambitious of the series. Way bigger, way more customization, just a lot more to the game. It's really excited. High on my list. Yeah, it looks cool, and you, you definitely sing its praises. But at the same time, I know, Isla, you would mentioned it was a little bit more difficult to get into it Maybe yeah I, it can I be played I, well i've tried i tried ollie ollie one i think okay mm-hmm. or yeah and the controls were really weird like landing tricks was really hard for me so i was just like I, i'm doing it wrong but i don't know and i was busy at the time so i just yeah. like, kind of bounced off it but this, this, one, this maybe one looks this great yeah this one scares looks me a little bit yeah. is that yeah if it doesn't click, no, if it doesn't click, mm. yeah. but everyone's telling you, no, you, like it's good. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's not clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the marketing lingo does speak to accessibility, like it, it you know, in, in terms of like getting new people in, getting, mm-hmm. you know, people of all ages to enjoy yeah. uh, character creator, which they announced. Yeah. 
Button City, which I think we've seen a lot of. I think it's coming close to uh, actually happening. But this is just a, your little fox guy trying to save their local arcade. Comedy <laughs> adventure puzzle game. Sam and Max Save the Worlds, which all of us know of and all of us, I believe, have very little experience with. Yeah. Uh, Loot River, the top-down combat, Tetris-like, moving platforms around. I think we saw a lot that of the same gameplay sick. that we had seen before. does look sick. i do not not sure if you've seen some new stuff. Uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. <laughs> Pathfinder like the tabletop what? game? The Pathfinder like the, yeah, the Wrath of the Righteous is from Alcat. This is kind of a, a Divinity Original that. Sin 2 vibes. It's a little more action focused, a little more dungeon crawly. But mm. um, uh, Pathfinder is kind of like D&D. Yes. But the way you said that, Jones, and you looked up so intensely. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's just a lot going on in this game. And I was just surprised. This is not something that uh, I'm hearing people talk about more. Uh, Aeon Drive. Fall 2021, yeah. some ninja jumping around, platforming, yes. chucking darts and stuff. There's uh, the four-player battle mode in there, and then co-op as well. This was the the platformer yeah. going through, like zipping through. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, yep, immediate Mike and Mike stream. Very fast-paced. <laughs> like, very fast-paced. Yeah. yeah. Lab Rat from Chump Squad. Top-down puzzler going for a serious portal vibe. Uh, lots of uh, – it's just – yeah, just felt like Portal with all of their jokes and the humor. And I don't know if that was intentional or they just liked it a lot. Humor uh, was immediately out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. At the jump. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, it was the lasers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep, the, the block yeah. pushing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. We saw more of the Wandering Village, which we've seen before. Yeah. City building on a giant monster. Lightyear Frontier. Okay, so which was teased, which I love the title though. Yeah, Wait, so this, the one? this uh, yeah, this, uh, no, we were thinking of a uh, space liner or whatever was the space. Yeah, liner. space the, FTL one? Uh, the one that has like the '60s font. Space lines from the far out. Yeah. That one. That's like FTL meets undercooked. Yeah, yeah. Or overcooked. That's, <laughs> that's what was, I that's said. The one. Yeah. yeah. With co-op, yes, yeah. yes. It was like uh, like this roller coaster. I'm in, I'm in. It's FDL and 3D. I'm in, I'm in. Oh wait, what, what's all this superficial customization? You're losing, losing me. Oh, co-op gameplay. I'm back in. Let's go. You can change your ship. All right, let's go. <laughs> they call it a comedy sci-fi roguelike party game. Wow. There you go. Yes. Need some like heartiness after FTL, man. Yeah. Is that again coming to a mic and mic in the future? Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, and group stream. Hopefully, it's yeah. probably four players. <laughs> like, I wouldn't doubt it. Lightyear Frontier was just kind of teased. It's No Man's Sky-esque, interplanetary farmers, but in mechs. With mechs, Oh, yeah, there yeah. was a oh, shot. Oh, it was super good. We look. haven't seen it. It looked yeah. cozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were the ones like, this is not on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a tease of a tease. Yeah, there was not a lot there, but I was like, oh, that looks cool. The, the, the ship at the beginning looked like the Spaceballs ship. Yeah. Yeah, Winnebago. Yeah. In that space. cozy. Uh, RPG Time, The Legend of Wright, which is a JRPG that I was not familiar with. Anvil, a top-down co-op shooter, kind of similar to Ascent. Uh, oh. Kind of looked, um, oh, just wait. in terms of gameplay style. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I played RPG time at IndieCade, maybe? It was really cute. If, if, nice. if, the, yes, I, yeah, this is a cool game. Nice. Cool that they're getting it released. That's neat. Ink Lunati, which is not easy to say. Ink Lunati. But I respect Inclunati. it. Uh, it's awesome. It looks like old, like, religious tomes, like, a you know, like something Dr. Jones would crack open and be yeah. reading. Uh, about the Ark of the Covenant, but it's um, uh, and in a kind of a Monty Python esque way, like all the different like oh. old school looking characters are all attacking each other and cool RPG tactics and stuff. Soup pot, cooking sandwich we've seen yep. before. Yep, the big con, 
An the, 80s style? Super, super great 80s vibes in this. Um, This was, yeah. yeah, with like Troy Baker, right? In this one? That was this one? If it's a video game, he's probably in it. Uh, stop it. No, that's the 90s inspired yeah, one. Troy Baker's in the 90s one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? That, 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 no, that's called something else because it looks like Nickelodeon 90s yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on this? I don't think it's this. Sorry. Because you said 80s. Yes. Yeah. Different okay. decade. All right. Mad Streets. Mad Streets. Are you sure about this? Did you see this? This like kind of gang beasts, but with like buff college students. <laughs> it's kind of like backyard like awesome. wrestling kind of vibes. <laughs> backyard wrestling. It looks like no. dudes who got drunk at a party and then uh, just started wailing on each other. This is the one. Yeah. Mad the Streets. Con. Okay, the Big Con's 90s, Dude, it looks like it's, Doug. it's like yeah. Nickelodeon 90s animation. Uh, looks like it's like Doug. Totally inspired 90s, by like bro. Doug. Uh, the big con looks really cool. It looks like my style. Uh, they were hyping up like the voice cast though, so I didn't get to really see more of the game. It was more of like, yo, look who's in our game, like you know, hyping that up. Uh, but it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just like adventure, adventure vibes. He plays this character. They were really hyping up the script. Yeah. Like, like the best written script des- deserves the biggest yeah. like names and voice acting. Yeah. Like... In a playful way. They were like, they were really, uh, yeah. they were like jokingly hyping up. It was like the best written thing. <laughs> so that that one that one stood out to me for sure. Planet of Lana from Wishfully. Uh, very pretty looking side scrolling adventure game, but just not a lot shown. Um, super super teasy via their website. Project Wingman. Which I guess is oh, already that's on Steam the, you can check out. That's but. the Ace Combat like game. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've seen that getting a lot of buzz. I watched a little mm. bit of it. It looks more like grounded looking, less anime esque, mm. I would mm. say. Do we get many of those? Do you think that's a, a genre where don't, we don't really. And by anime I mean like the absurdness of like the situation yeah. and storylines because yeah. Ace right. Combat does not look like anime. Right. right. It looks very realistic. Unless wow. you play the <laughs> one with anime cutscenes like Unsung War maybe okay. four. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that. But uh, it, it looked like a little bit more toned down, but still looked pretty cool. Solace State. I thought you were say Solidus Sol- Snake. Yeah. <laughs> Solidus Solid Solidus. State. Was this more of the... This, oh it's too God. many games. It's too many games. This is the thing. Your, your mind melts when you start rattling through 20, 30, 40 <laughs> indie games. It's so many. Just like, what was that called? Uh, so a many. sci-fi what hacking this? adventure oh, game. Yeah, uh, and Inked and the Veil Shadow of the Crown. Uh, we're also in there, but I d- again, I could just find references yeah. to it being in the presentation because there were so many games. Um, but it sounds like pretty good vibes Absolutely. coming from this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see something come to Game Pass, do you like make a mental note, or are you just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump into this eventually. It's just gonna, I'm gonna get yeah. see some tweet that day, or it's 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 so overwhelming to even follow that I just the only. Time I notice it is if it's a game I want to play right then, and then I'll be like, "Is it on Game Pass?" Yeah. But it's just like overwhelming to think of what is and what is not coming. So I just like do it in the moment. I think one of the things before we get into Nintendo that stands out for me when we talk about doing too many of these showcases or uh, remembering these things or these things making headlines on their own and also. You know, making you know press opportunities for all the things that are a part of it. Do you need to have like the one or two clear winners from an event? Oh, did you hear about that ID at Xbox thing? I mean, the big takeaway was X, but they also showed these other fun things. Or is ID at Xbox and something like a Gorilla Collective where they're just like, we're just gonna have fifty titles and we're gonna go through all of these things? Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's acceptable to not have like a, a, a standout per se. Um, as Huber, you were saying earlier. 
you like it because this was like what roughly like two hours where they take their time and maybe yeah. do like a deep dive on certain titles. That that seems to work. Like the the state of play earlier this year also kind of did the same thing, where it was like third party or smaller titles, and there was like some people out there like misunderstood, thought it was gonna be like their like big E three thing, but it was mm-hmm. like no, they actually it was the one before that. It was the one that had some of their smaller titles for sure. I liked it because they spent a lot of time on each individual mm-hmm. game. Nothing was really like a showstopper for me, but they were still each of them individually like were really good showcases that got me interested in that. As long as it's doing that much and gets me, you know, intrigued about it. And as you said, some of these games are like ad because uh, we didn't watch it like maybe they didn't show enough of it. I hate that. I hate when you like like the the con one. The big like, con. I was, you're I was like, like yeah, what's the me... gameplay? What's the gameplay? Yeah, and like, sure. they don't answer that. Yeah. It's like what the heck? Yeah, like come like, on. Right stop. After right after they did the interviews with the voice cast yeah. then like all right then now here's a trailer like that they should have ended with like kind of a trailer showing off what it was but yeah totally yeah. feel that I feel like they got to get that right yeah i just wonder via scheduling if this isn't something we could like do weekly or like why this has to happen it's like every couple months and then we got to mm-hmm. take like 2 hours to go through all of this stuff and like you were saying like maybe we can focus on smaller things cuz it it doesn't surprise me when I imagine if you're setting up some sort of an indie showcase, you probably get so many emails and requests from people who want their games involved. Mm-hmm. But this is just specifically, you know, the indie groups that uh, Xbox is working with and promoting. Um, so I was just surprised it was just a little more. Yeah, it took a little longer to get through this stuff, or it's something they can't do on a more regular basis. Maybe. I mean, again, I may. I think it might also just point to that we had this. We're gonna be talking about Nintendo. There's also that other indie house like. Showcase. I don't know if it happened or still going to happen, but it does seem like it's timed around where PAX West used to be, which is like uh-huh. a, a big game showcase, but known for showcasing a lot of great indie games. So I wonder if it's like partially tradition, but also partially we're going into the final half or maybe the third quarter, fourth quarter of the year. And we just want to show you, like, we need to showcase the indie titles. And Nintendo and Microsoft have generally been pretty good about it. So this might have just been their second half or last quarter big showcase of indie games. And that's like it. And I, I think they don't need to do this monthly. I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you just do like one or two of these a year, maybe three of them. There's a lot of indie games. And I think that gets the. I, I think they're. Especially when. I Because I didn't see this one. Uh, I assume it's very worthwhile and was well done. Indie World Showcase from Nintendo. Also, they're, they're, they're very well done. Like, everyone seems to enjoy them. Even if they don't have a, a showstopper, like mm-hmm. a big final announcement, right. people still walk away like, that was a really good presentation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, I think if you do them too often, though, it might lessen that impact. And that's when people might be like, all right, enough is enough. Like, we're kind of annoyed at this. That's why I feel like I'm getting to, Huber. I think I'm, I'm just kind of broken by all of the these different showcases that we've gotten. And they're fun to watch, and I really yeah. want these these games, you know, to get highlighted. But I've even saw like people who who you know ring that indie bell constantly yeah. on social media on Twitter, being like, "Yeah, I didn't know this was happening." <laughs> like yeah. I did, wow, that was a lot of games. I'm kind of um, yeah. This is something I've been thinking about lately too. Not just with games, Jones is just the oversaturation of everything. Mm. You know, like in media, just like TV shows, movies, games. It's it's just a lot. It's the endless onslaught. You know. Yeah. So I just feel like. Like indie games right now, like the last couple years, just the growth and just the the spotlights they've been given and just how big they are. There's like I don't even look at it like indie games and you know, I mean obviously budget wise, but like indie games are just as good as AAA games, just lower budget I guess. Yeah, just those those lines are blurring. It's strange you have that dopamine 
urge when you like see the game and you're like, oh, I want it. I'm excited to buy it. I'm excited for that moment when I know I'll have bought it or pre-ordered it or I know we'll have downloaded it. And game Pass is like, I own it. Woo. What? It's just it's <laughs> yeah. a weird kind of backwards. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I don't have it yet, but I will have it probably because I'll still have Game Pass at that time. It's that strange. That is weird. I never thought of that. Or that you might be weird. thinking to yourself, wait a minute. I own a Nintendo Switch. I'll be able to play all these games. I probably played, what was it? Either Mario Kart 8 or Animal Crossing or Smash or Zelda or Breath of the Wild or Pokemon. You know, I was thinking it has nothing to do with the Indie Direct earlier today. Remember when, remember when there was a 3DS and like a Wii U? Remember we had two consoles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so nice whenever I like see some announcement or I'm reading up on this because I did not watch Nintendo's Indie Direct live. But it's just nice not to wonder what something's coming out on or whether it's like, oh, wait, no, that's that one last 3DS <laughs> game and then we're done. Um, all, all of these, these, all of these things, because they were dropping. There were shadows being dropped, yes. right and left. Is this a record for an for at least an indie showcase from I mean, Nintendo? I feel like it's got to be close to it, if not the most. Just hey, coming out today, coming out mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. If not, it was probably Eastward was probably the like not being shadow dropped. That that would have been it. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. But it was it was a high amount of shadow drops. Like, I almost wonder, because you were ex- ex- maybe expecting that or anticipating that during the Easter presentation. Like, a shadow drop this. They already shadow drop five things. Should they maybe save it for the end? And now the shadow drop block, you know, and then they go through. This one you're getting. You this know, one. It would have been great if, like, in the VO they go, by the way, that if you, for those who are counting, that was the most shadow drops ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. They you did people... say, like, you'll get all of these today or most of these today. Yeah. They... yeah. There's a lot. A lot. Axiom Verge 2, probably the biggest... Among those, in Most terms of the shadow drops, the biggest, bigger ones for sure. Of the uh, shadow drops, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a big shadow drop. Probably the biggest. Then that's a really big yeah. one. That's cool. That's a really cool. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Define cool. Oh. What's the status of cool? I mean, of it's a shadow it's a anticipated sequel that we are not expecting to immediately be released. It also headlined uh, or was the ending big ending reveal of one of the older indie world showcases mm-hmm. it got like the final you know billing on there mm-hmm. and it was like oh wow and like they didn't show a lot and then felt like it might be a yeah. ways off and now it comes back you know full circle it's like it's a shadow drop yeah. in an indie world showcase so it's like really oh cool. wow they you know they, they did a really good job you know with the the, the treatment and messaging of this game mm-hmm. um yeah i played it for a little bit yesterday tried it out um i never played the original one um, obviously, you know, it's a Metroidvania and, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's like, like, I'm not in love with the combat. It's like the, my thing with it. Like mm. it doesn't, doesn't really sell me on it. And then reading some stuff about like the, the bosses are optional and not required. Like I haven't really figured out some how of to, them or all of them or apparently all of them are not required. Ah, so wow. yeah. Yeah. I mean, amb- amb- ambitious, bold, but I don't know how it and ultimately affects the total experience, so maybe yeah. different endings, you know, depending on if you kill all. Yeah, the I don't want to say anymore because I did. I did read more about what it entailed, but you know, it, it is. It'll be interesting how people process and and you know what they experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, interesting. They wanted a different visual style with the game as well from the first one. Um, kind of like aesthetic tones, like uh, like in Antarctica. So mm-hmm. and then you're going underground. Yes. So a lot of that, like that type of color palette versus the first one, which is Felt like it had like a completely different vibe. It's like Geth. Yeah, <laughs> very much. <laughs> I understood that reference. Yes, there we go. 
I get it too. Uh, in Axiom Verge 2's case, Huber, I can't tell if the shadow drop is a compliment or a potential issue, maybe, or like a boost. You know yeah. that they were like, "Oh, we want we want to give them a little bump today, or we want today to be the day." Mm-hmm. You know that 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 uh, this game again makes a name for itself. Yeah. Um, because I haven't played either of these games, and, and but Axiom Verge was still one I was acutely aware of because people were like, "This was a sleeper hit this year. This really captures a lot of what we love about this genre." And I didn't hear that again. I just didn't, you know, get that same kind of uh, buzz. And then, boom, you know, here it shadow drops. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like worried about Axiom Verge two. I just hope it does well. I hope like yeah. people are still talking about it tomorrow and the next day. Or, um, I hope this does well. Yeah, because it's such looking an, at all these other titles. It's like, boy, that just really stands out. It's such an interesting thing, Jones, because just about the oversaturation is mainly about like how quickly things leave the conversation. You know, something comes out, we consume it onto the next. And yeah, just with Axiom Verge, it's like, will a shadow drop help it in the long run because it's hype in that moment? But then on the flip side, I feel like most of the conversation for a game now is leading up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, having months of conversation comes out, talk about it a little bit, move on. So I wonder, like, what is better? Obviously, that's more expensive because it's marketing. Or you m- might but. not really have that. You might kind of approach for the game and be like, we don't, you know, so much of this is spoilery. We don't really want to show these things. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, why don't we just do a teaser and then disappear for four or five months and then boom, you yeah. know, shadow drop you or, you know, release a month later. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's a good time for it to come out because next month is getting really yeah. crowded. It's about I to mean, pick up. This month also <laughs> originally had another kind of like smaller indie darling coming out with Kano. It was originally supposed to come out this month, but mm-hmm. also pushed back. So mm-hmm. kind of made this month in terms of like, you know, high profile indie games, you know, the action kind of gets like its own moment now. Um, I, I think this probably primed it to do it the best it's probably going to do mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it got a, it got a nice like spotlight to itself interesting too that reviews were ready to go i saw reviews oh, like, yeah. instantly Th- for it it was coordinated you know? it was sure. a shadow drop but then all the reviews were very reviews. interesting oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah yeah must be nice i mean i had boyfriend dungeon three weeks ago <laughs> i was just gonna a perfect transition <laughs> nice perfect transition nice guess dungeon. what uh yeah guess what this week's easy update is I filmed it three <laughs> weeks ago, but um, it's fun. It's really fun. The It took me a little off guard because at first blush, it felt like the dungeoning felt like budget at first blush, but then I realized that's kind of just like more of the style of it, So and it grew on me, and it, it, it was actually a lot of fun, and it was a game I was thinking about for a long time after um, going through. It is really funny, though, because like, some of the some of the guy characters, I was like, "Oh, you seem cool," but most of them, I was just like, "No thanks." <laughs> like, just not interested. <laughs> Which I'm like, kind of. It, the game is called Boyfriend Dungeon. It's like sort of whoopsie, but whatever. Just immediate red flags. <laughs> well, there was one character, one character I was getting skeevy vibes off of. No. And I was like, I was like, dude, you're coming on strong. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, one thing, shout out to this game though. Something I wish. Um, Animal Crossing and other games had could do because this game when you start it up it says you get texts from someone called mom in this um, do you want to disable that and I said mm. yeah mm. thank you because mm. that's really yeah. sh- like not fun <laughs> like to get up yep. in Animal Crossing to get a letter from your mom if your mom is dead you know yeah. Uh, yeah. so I was actually surprised that this game thought of that it was really really nice that you don't smart. see that a lot Garden Story, 
I thought Islanders console edition was also yeah. shadow dropped and Necro Barista Final Pour. Which I got is Islanders. Be, it's cute. Uh, Islanders does look cute. Darn it. Necro Barista to me looked really cool. I want to play that one. I kind of had to like wag my finger at Islanders. I was like, no, uh-uh. It's <laughs> only five bucks. <laughs> I could, but I'm not gonna. It's only five dollars. Just. <laughs> That's only like five bucks, Joe. <laughs> I was like packing up for the podcast. My switch Another to my backpack. Island. It's like, <laughs> Islands called you. Five That's but like Garden me story, with Garden Story. I'm trying to stay away from that one, Totally John's. remember oh, yeah, this game. You saw the, the moment it showed. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they showed like all the, all right, planning and like, right. all that, I was like, nope, nope. Out. <laughs> nope. But that's see. Time consuming. It's just the the case for a shadow drop. The garden story to me is in a totally different position. Obviously, not just uh, you know popularity wise from Axiom. But if this is going to come up in the direct, it's like okay, now's the time we should put a release date on this thing. Oh, it's on my Switch. Great. Okay, like nice. that. That's perfect to me. Yeah. That timed out really well. Um, Looks great. Uh, Eastward, you brought Eastward. up. Did that oh, make I mean, an impact? Not, 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 I mean, it's just what everyone this was mentioning one. and talking about. Number one. Uh, the soundtrack. Oh man, whatever the, the the song they were playing there was like mm, really good, um, and then yeah, that 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 art style looked amazing. It looks so good. Um, but yeah, you you were digging it I'm too. I'm so Huber. hyped on yeah. this. September 16th. This is one of the biggest of the year now for me. Honestly, yeah. I'm that hyped on this game. I think That's it could awesome. be one of the best indie games of the year. Hopefully, looks really cool. Loving the story vibes. Just uh. like the world is coming to an end. The population is declining, and we're just like traveling across road trip style, coming to towns, campfires, so ready for this game. This is one. This is the one. I'm sure this panel agrees with me, but like, yeah, let's just make pixelated RPGs forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just, like, yeah. we can't, it feels like we're just getting started. Like, it yeah. feels like the last, like, 20, 30 years is finally, like, finally, here we go. Yeah. We can really make some cool stuff. But lots of really great indie studios making very cute, uh, oh, very cool like, RPGs. There's like a full-on cooking thing in this. I love cooking in games. Yes. There's like a whole cooking mechanic. Yeah. So we are going chronologically through time now. We're getting eastward on September 16th. In October, Tetris Effect Connected comes uh, to Switch, which is like done pretty well, but like that's going to sell bonkers, I think, on Switch. Uh, Toem, which is my jam. This is this black and white Game Boy looking photo op thing. Oh, the environment. Yeah. Game Boy Pokemon Snap. 2D, yeah. but you can yeah. get in the environment, spin around. Mm. <laughs> I'm checking Jones. that out. <laughs> Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they yes. were they were really hyped yes. on it. Wow. It visually looks cool, so but much, I'm yes. not a puzzle person, so yeah, okay. you two were blown away by it. My kind of puzzles. This looks so fun. This is just like it's the 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 mechanics. I didn't fully understand what was going on. Like you have energy and you can group things up and like attack the crystals. Just looked really fun, addicting gameplay. It just looked addicting. Obviously, it's in the Shovel Knight universe. And then to kind of spice it up, there was kind of like an overworld map and like some kind of shop. It looked like so just more than the puzzles. Uh, but yeah, this looked amazing. And obviously it's Shovel Knight, so that's a huge part of it, but I was ready to get addicted, Jones. Yeah, I like the yeah. I like yeah. the look and vibe of it, and yeah. it reminds me of Grindstone, which I put more time into than I thought oh, I would. Yeah. Grindstone you might dig, Huber. Mm. It, you're like a tough, like big burly man with a sword, and you yeah. have to like slice your way through all the little monsters of matching color. Ooh. You know, it's it's pretty jolly and not yeah. too too impossibly hard. What was the 360 one? Bejeweled? <laughs> yeah. Love that game. It's kind of, I mean, it's sort of like Bejeweled. Love it. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> 
matching game. But yeah, this looks cool, and I like the obviously I like the the art style of Shovel Knight a lot. So. Yeah. It just looked really addicting, Jones. That's I mean, this, great. Yeah, yeah, this looks like one where you just you boot up and like an yeah. hour and a half goes by and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's what I like. I I like the Switch and Grindstone filled this niche, but like I like having like a little more time sync than a phone game, but yeah. a little less time sync than like turning on a TV. Yes. You know, and like this fills that really Yes. Well. <laughs> Perfectly said. Yes. Just the right amount of time sync. <laughs> yes. How's Shovel Knight the franchise doing? Because um, it's 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 interesting. It's it's acting like kind of like a Capcom franchise that just goes on with its main entries and then does a lot of weird fun things on the side. A long. But it, it's just been the fun things for yeah. a while. It it was a long road of DLC that yeah. I admittedly did not play all of because you know DLC comes out at like inter intermittent mm-hmm. times like sporadically. Th- yeah, didn't like the, the last one took a little bit longer, I think, yeah, to come yeah. out. But uh, during the presentation, uh, the uh, person speaking on behalf of Yacom Games said, like, this is like the next step for yeah. the franchise. So it does feel like they want to build out mm-hmm. Shovel Knight into more things and oh, not yeah. just keep continually making 2D side scrolling action games, but let's do some other genres, some other spin offs. Yeah. And this one seemed to make sense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Yacom Games is very talented. I'm very <laughs> happy to him. I mean, I liked the 2D side scrolling, speaks a little bit more to me. But, you know, let them find success where they need to find success to continue to make more of these great games, for sure. Shovel Knight Dig is the one I, I Shovel Knight really Dig. want. Uh, Shovel Knight Dig. Yeah. Where are you, Shovel Knight Dig? Yeah, where is that? Where are you? Is that like Steam World of Dig? Yeah, yeah. I need, okay. Yeah. I don't know like if it's going the same. I just think of Super Mario Brothers 2. Two, like, The best. It feels so good. How was that made so long ago? And it still feels so good to just like. I don't know. It's just like so simple. But then you pick up the dumb key and then the moving face chases your ass. And you're like, don't leave me alone. (laughs) Trying to get out. So good. So annoying. Release date TBD on Dig. Oh. Uh, So probably next year. Probably a ways out. Yeah. I I wonder if this one will be out before it. I don't know. What do you think? I think they put a date on this one, didn't they? I'll check. Okay. Yeah, the Shovel Knight date, Jones. Was there uh, a date? This winter. Winter, okay, winter. Pocket Knight. Also this winter, Loop Hero. Loop Hero, nice. Which yeah. is, a, which is, is out. Su- super exciting. Um, and uh, this, is, this is a rare moment. Capture it right now where I'm going to be a mouse and keyboard snob because I'm usually like, oh, no, I like to be shooters. Yeah. I like, always got to play with a keyboard and stuff. You, you should probably play Loop Hero with a mouse. You can't. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Just I don't know how that would work of... on Switch. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, you wouldn't be able to switch it. There'd be a lot enough. of analog tapping. Y- yeah. To be fair, uh, I played you could touch Darkest pad it. Dungeon on hmm. console. Yeah. And it was good. Switch yeah. does good have trans- touchscreen. Transition. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which they could which they could access. But, um, oh, Especially yeah. that yeah. new OLED that model. That being said, Loop Hero is. Uh, I played really, Hotline really, really Miami fun. on a trackpad, so anything is anything possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> You can play Doom on anything. Uh, far Changing Tides, which I might be curious to check out. That's to early 2022. Follow-up? Because I know nothing about this that the trailer said from the creators of Far. It's right. Like, so this is a sequel, prequel, mm-hmm. I'm guessing? Uh, the first game looked very, I mean, straightforward, pun intended, and uh, the sequel does as well. But it uh, looks like you know some more exploration. You're just building a big thing, and then it's, you know. Going, you know, going to the right through an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Uh, the Jet Set successor. Yeah! Yes. So much yes. Yeah, it looks just like a Dreamcast game. Oh, my God. They did yes. it. I mean, it's just that 
It's just a Dreamcast game, yeah. honestly. Yes. So, oh my god, uh, this looked amazing. It's it's honestly like looks like it could scratch that itch, <laughs> you know. I think the only thing for people excited is it's still next year. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. 2022, they said. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's console exclusive. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Uh, and Metal Slug Tactics is that, also. Question mark. That's to me. 10, yeah. 10, 10. Yep. This looks yep. so good. Looks incredible. Yep. Looks so good to me. Yep. Someone who's like, Metal Slug's fun to play in the past, I, but I have no burning desire and I have, I have no, like, <laughs> big, not a big fan of Metal Slug. Oh. I mean, it, it, it's a good game. I just like don't get super excited when I see a new Metal Slug announced. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool, whatever. But I don't remember. Tactics was like different, Whoa! like two versus three versus yeah. four. But like, I was I always down to play them. Yeah, like I, three rules. I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. Um, the anthology on Wii was like that's the, the goat. The I think goat package of all of them. I think that is the one I played yeah. at game trailers, and yep. I was like, this is great and cool and stuff. All of them, right yeah. There. But I don't know if I need another one. Like they're just <laughs> all here, yeah. Or at least a lot of them are. But tactics, yeah, like that that pixel art and anything that is in that kind of like visual style and is a tactical RPG just looks so cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you liked not only just the concept, because uh, we said a lot of this stuff when we first heard about it, but like the they showed a little bit more correct in the direct. We just saw a little bit more of Metal Slug Tactics, like a little bit more. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, they showed a thing about syncing shots, about positioning your your different troops. Yeah. And they had a, they had a sync up. That type thing. of, yeah, love yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. More the more complex the better. I heard you shouting a couple things down the hall that you thought might have been in here or that other people might have thought oh, maybe some crush yeah, dreams. I mean that's the I mean that's the vibe <laughs> uh, I got from both of these presentations is like I have no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. I think I get asked that every now and then where people are just like, What what indie thing do you think is coming? Or like yeah. especially even a company's like, Oh, this is third party stuff. It's like this could be anything. Like, yeah. I almost feel like yeah. it would be better at this point if Nintendo just straight up would go the route that uh, Sony did for its last state of play, saying stating something will absolutely not be in here. That's already sure. known. I, I think at this point, like it's not the fault of Team Cherry. Like How long the first game took, of how, how long Hollow Knight was in development, and if the sequel is going to be even more ambitious, it's going to still, even with the bigger team, it's still going to take a long time. I wish... like. Just for the sanity sake, Nintendo would say like in each indie direct, there will be no Silk Song on this. Like stop, like because every time it happens, it's unfair to everyone else, all the other presenters in there. Because inevitably, the comments go, "Where was Silk Song? Is it does it exist? Where is it?" Right. It's like, when you reminded me that Axiom Verge two ended one show and then Shadow dropped on this one, it seems like there that was a setup thing with Nintendo. So I'm wondering if Silk Song is maybe like wait was waiting for. Axiom Verge. I didn't want to have like Metroid, a couple Metroidvanias on top of each other, and that maybe we're going to actually see it soon, or it's still really far away. What do you think? That's a, that's a solid conspiracy theory right okay. there. I, I, yeah, I, was always thinking, <laughs> I think it's just a ways away. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably more that yeah. it still needs more development time. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, I think the thing was they showed off stuff because it started as DLC. Like showed off gameplay in the past, so people probably thought it was very far along when it probably really wasn't that far along. And I think it's just got, you know, the expectations there are sky high because of how good Hollow Knight was. And, yeah, I think this is a situation where it might be just best to say it's not going to be there. And then maybe even just, like, say it's going to be in something. Like, with an update on Silk Song, like, heck yeah. Like, because we already know what it is. It's like... 
the only thing that would be more surprising about seeing it again is like as you said like a shadow drop you know that would that would be pretty cool whenever it is oh shown off God. again that would break yeah. the internet if silk song shadow think, dropped i think if it, it needs more time and it's like maybe it'll go out to maybe in like sometime next year or beyond mm-hmm. you know what it as it deserves it to deserves. be in like next year's e3 honestly like in Nintendo like nintendo's e3 presentation yeah. like Gamescom's that's silk up. song silk song status wow. is you, high you break yeah. the id at X, you break the uh, yeah. the, the nintendo in Direct ceiling, yeah. Silk Song is like uh, Hollow Knight's a system seller. (laughs) Like Silk (laughs) Song, no reason to doubt anything else. What about Hollow Knight Pocket Dungeon? What if they? What if they? What if they? What if they weaved? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like Shovel Knight's a big franchise. What if Hollow Knight's like, hey, we just wanna, we wanna take it to the next level. Just don't know. They're spending so much time and effort making the sequel. I don't know. I know in a hypothetical. If that's what they want to do after Silk Song, then mm-hmm. you know, sure, you know, the, uh, imagine the, sec- the sequel will be very good as well. So it's like they made two extremely high, in- best in class potentially Metroidvania style games, and you know, you do what you want, <laughs> you get to do whatever you want now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have a game that's talked in the same breath as like Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid, you can do whatever you want until you like make a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary. Jim played Hollow Knight. It's available on the cheap. I have it on my Nintendo Switch. There it is. Maybe I'll get the sequel one day. On my Nintendo Switch. And now, a word from our sponsor. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. So many Americans experienced financial hardship in the last year. Upstart can help you regain your footing and get things back on track. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just a credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, so you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. I checked that five-minute rate check. That is a five-minute, I believe it was less than five minutes. As gamers, I take that seriously. Whether If you have a good HUD, if you have a good website, if it is easy to find out what is going on, it's extremely easy to go uh, check that with all of our sponsors. Whether they're like, yeah, you just go online and sign up. I'm like, is that true? Tis true. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash easyallies. That's upstart.com slash easyallies. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash easyallies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Twitch tweeted, As of today, enforcement notifications sent to suspended users will include the name of the content and the date of the violation to ensure they have better clarity about what content is being actioned on. Good. Wow. Thank goodness. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank goodness. <laughs> to, 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 to people getting booted yeah. off Twitch or to Twitch or who, the, who, Just who should know. celebrate this. <laughs> uh, you know, basic decency. Thank you. I mean, yeah. uh, it was a little bit weird and, you know, bizarre that 
you could get suspended and outright banned and they would not tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, that level of like secrecy type of like moderatorship stuff and like online communities is always like kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget, like we're so used to at this point with like YouTube, like when you get a copyright strike, it's like, or flag, it literally like tells us in the back end, like right. between these times, this song, this entity, can you imagine the time before that where we didn't know that, how I, weird that and frustrating that would be? It's like, that's what Twitch was. Like, what the heck did I do wrong? Especially people who genuinely didn't know what they did wrong. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, what? And, and Twitch has not been the best about being very clear about even its own rule sets. You know, they, they, they try and adapt to ever-changing landscape, but it's been very hit or miss, you know, with their, 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 their clarity and their enforcement. So this was a much-needed step that I feel Twitch needed to do, a very basic step and a long line of other things they probably need to start doing as well. So, you know, welcome to, you know, that club where it's like, thank you. Everyone can now know what they did wrong and, like, yeah. would love to hear their re- rationale for why they never told anyone yeah. why. Was it because their lawyers are so like, weird. oh, it opens us to legal trouble? Or, oh, now people are going to know how to get around the rule when we specifically told them what they did wrong. Now they'll know how to, like, push to the edge. I'm like, it's what people already do anyway. What? Do you, what, do you, what, right. what? I was like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. But we're here now. This is a good thing. And, you know, hopefully it it leads to more transparency from Twitch Mm -hmm. so that people can, you know, just have better information to make better decisions about their branding and their channels on there. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's still just the name of the content and the day that it happened. So, that, so what is like an eight-hour stream? You're yeah. like, what What happened? Something in there. Yeah. But, I mean, at least it narrows it down. Yeah. It's like sure. before you're like, wait, what? And, like, you know, with the whole thing with, like, even, like, the thing about VODs. Every time we get an update and Bloodworth messages all of us, like, uh-oh, like our VODs. I'm, like Anything over a year I'm going to have to delete now because they're weird VOD thing. It's like everything was put on like the user. You should go delete everything because we can't figure out how to do it. Right. It's like it's the, the, it should absolutely at some point have a time code saying you were got a strike or you are being banned because at this moment you played an entire back-to-back-to-back library of, like, copyrighted songs, like, in back-to-back-to-back, and you've done this mo- and you've done this previously this many times, so, like, that was your final warning. You're, you're, you're done. It's like, oh, okay, I messed up. Or you said something that goes against our terms of service. Here is where you said it. This is what was rep- – and it was flagged by users, and, like, you said something inappropriate here. And, that, and, like, just stuff like that. So people are like, oh. But, I mean, some cases, yes – People have like a personality, like the, the like a personality that goes against the terms of service. They say stuff they're not supposed to say. Like you should, some cases you know better, but like at the same time, when it comes to rule enforcement, it always should be a level of like clarity. There It should mm-hmm. never be ambiguous. And I understand that sometimes the ambiguity it starts with amb- ambiguity because a it's a new type of like thing they're trying to tackle and they're not really sure where to draw the lines just yet because like it's still like a it's like a discussion but the problem is twitch never like the community tells twitch but twitch doesn't talk with the community at least not on a transparent level and i think that's part of the biggest problem is that like you don't see that end of it you don't see them being like we're thinking about doing this what do you think about this and it's like that it is we're just doing this and then if it's wrong we'll fix it later it's like hey maybe you shouldn't do it that way well, I wonder where the pressure is coming from. There's no like high profile cases like you know when, when you have like big. Well, I mean actual because like when you when I when I would see big profile people leaving, they'd be like, "Well, we're we're trying to figure out what's going on here," but then they never like 
retaliated in a big way against Twitch. Oh, like, yeah. I like, wonder, no, like, what, is Twitch, of, what is Twitch yeah, and Amazon I mean, afraid like, of? The biggest one was like uh, Dr. Disrespect. Well, whatever side of the fence you're on with that guy, right. the fact was they were like, I never got told why I was banned for Twitch. And Twitch, every single media outlet was reaching news outlet was like, Give us a quote. Give us a quote. Like, are, we can't. We're not telling you. It's like, what the hell? Like, just say why the dude was banned. It was like, he yeah. I, 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 I probably was in the wrong and shit. But it's like, just say what it was. Like, why right. can't you say why that's they were it. banned? It's, it's like, that's what a power move? And then know? like people, then <laughs> you know, all the crazy like, theories. Like, is it because they don't want to get sued? Is doctors going to sue them? It's like. That's the thing. It's like, but no one has, to my knowledge, no one has done that big retaliatory, like, we're going to sue you now, Twitch. You told us why. Well, we're taking you to court and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that happens, but I mean, I feel like that has happened with every major content platform in the past. Like, that if someone gets angry about them, it's like, you know, eventually someone's going to sue you for something. You know, it's how it goes. <laughs> Because it was confusing. You said it was, quote, weird. Like, it's just weird that we don't know, like, about these things. But it just, I was surprised that they actually did something because I was just curious where the uproar is coming from. I know it would come from streamers leaving. But, like, do you think this is something the audience is aware of? Do you think they get defensive enough toward their favorite, you know, the the people that they watch that they'll follow to another platform? I think Twitch users are pretty loyal. I think absolutely they know. They know what's going down on Twitch. You know, if you use Twitch... Chances are you you are integrated in it. You know, I don't think Twitch is a very casual thing. Like, you can casually watch streams, but still, I think like actually being on Twitch takes at least a little bit of commitment mm-hmm. to like be on there and and watch streamers and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Is this a first step? A baby step? Are we gonna get more of this in a couple months <laughs> or in a year or something? Or are they like, fine, we done. Leave us alone. I mean- Devil's advocate is this is probably like this is as far as they go till they get more people complaining. I mean, because again, we don't know why they made this decision. Like, what prompted them to go at least this far? Right. Especially with like the music stuff with DMCA stuff. They've always mm-hmm. been saying we're exploring opportunities. We've been yeah. trying all this stuff, and it's just like time and time and again, they're like, oh, but all the onus is on you, the content creator. Yeah. Like, you need to be the one responsible. Oh, thousands of hours of backlog. Yeah, we don't have any tools for you to, like, search for your stuff. Like, good luck. Have fun. Moving... The, the safest thing is delete all of it. Yeah. Moving forward, I hope there's streamer modes just in every game. Moving forward. You know, it's like crossplay mm-hmm. is becoming more standard. Mm-hmm. I feel like streamer mode in a few years, like, should be a standard, you know? Even the Ariana Grande Fortnite event, you know, they were like, hey, Stream at your own risk. Yeah. And it's like, this is an event that we want to share with everyone, you know? Yeah. And, like, we can't even stream this big community event. So it's like, it's not really on her to make new music that can be <laughs> streamed. But, like, there's got to be exactly something. And like, just a streamer mode. That's one where what I'm about to say would not work to solve that. Because that experience is about this specific music you're hearing in that, mm-hmm. like, Fortnite event. Mm-hmm. But... On the flip side, if you have streamer safe, it needs to have a library music that's mm-hmm. safe. Like video games do that, but please don't do ever do what some of the game companies did at E3 this year with their stream safe versions, oh, yeah, which was like was no music whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never do that again. Oh, Go I get mean, yeah. find I mean, some library editor, music. Like I and did put kind in, of enjoy because yes. that's the thing. Like <laughs> all the you know, it was like it was so bad. I got to kind of sandwich some E3s together because I'm used to getting these trailers. Uh, and I feel bad because in the, both of the indie showcases we got this week, there's just, you know, if you're, 
any game out there and you really want to make an impact, get as many sound effects in there as you possibly can. Because I see some game, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I think Eastward might have been that, where it's just like not a lot of sound going on. It's mostly just music hearing the whole thing. And that was the opposite. That was like no music. <laughs> I could just hear the sound. It's fantastic. It's weird because I feel like Twitch is so strange because – my my first blush was to say like well they they like seem to be so behind the times like like they don't have the tech to be able to detect detect waveforms and music and stuff and like at the very least they should be able to do that on the vods but it's like you know comparing it to YouTube who has all these tools and can detect things and like yeah granted it's shorter stuff but YouTube is owned by Google and Twitch is owned by Amazon so it's mm-hmm. like it's not like there's some underdog without the tech, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. it, it, it really does seem like they, it feels lazy. Like it feels like they don't want to invest in the architecture that required to automate this. And so they're just covering their own ass by saying stuff like, well, it's, it's your responsibility to protect us legally, yeah. you know? And it, it, it's just so strange because like, they could automate scanning VODs like YouTube does, you know? Like, it wouldn't catch things right at the, the thing, but there's no reason that that couldn't give an exact time code like Damiani's saying. So this mm-hmm. is just, like, it feels like their system has always been, like, ban first, ask questions later. If someone reports it, we're just going to ban you. Now they're just saying the day and video that was reported. Right. But, like, they're still not looking into it. it right. That's what it feels like. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's yeah. true, but it's just like, ugh. I, yeah, I believe they have the tech. I believe they have the people if they want to pay those people to do this stuff. They just don't want well, to Amazon, make the decision so no. to do it. It reminds um, me of just renters not wanting to like invest so right. in the building. You right, know, right, right. we're renting t- the platform basically. Like we're on your so thing. You, yeah, and it's like they you don't want to do it. just enough so you keep your tenants. Yes, exactly. Amazon thought they were going to lose their tenants, and so mm-hmm. they at least did this. And I'm oh, curious, you need some double pane uh, windows? We'll throw them in. I'm just cu- yeah, I'm curious why, <laughs> what tenant it was. Yeah. Mrs. Johnson in the corner there with the cats yeah. finally spoke up. Yeah. So we all get AC. <laughs> I'm curious how that works. Great analogy. That was a good analogy. Thanks. The Amiga 500 Mini announced Amiga. Amiga? Little before Amiga. my time. Isla, my time. Amiga? Isla Amiga? I, I don't know, the the Intellivision Intellivision? Amiga. No, no. And the Intellivision Amico was delayed. Amico, that's that was that's right. different news. Okay, yeah, there's that's two. two. Yes. There's two of them. This I brand just, new baby. Yeah, all right, the segment will be time. short. It's it, the A five hundred for short. Twenty five games, hundred and forty dollars, early two thousand and twenty two. Uh this the announcement video's got fifty five thousand views on YouTube, which is not a ton, but more than I expected. Uh, Retro Games is a company that's putting this together. It has an authentic mouse. Have you seen this mouse? It is like old school. The trackball? Does it have the ball? It's got two little buttons. Oh, okay. uh, the top, man. Just oh really two one of those old, old yeah, school yeah, mice. Yeah, yeah. Like the old Max. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The authentic mouse. The precision gamepad is new. That uh, The gamepad did not come with that. Uh, you can save and resume games. Pitfall. It has scaling options. It is a CRT filter. Um, quote, this is a compact reimagining of the Amiga 500 home computer featuring perfect emulation of not only the original A500, but also the advanced graphics architecture, the AGA, of the Atari, tw- or the Amiga 1200. It includes all-time greats. Pitfall, I saw. 
Worms. That was not Pitfall. That was not no. Pitfall. That was another life was, or oh. something. Another world. Another world. Another world. Another world. Sorry. Oh. We got there. Nice. See, we recognize that. I know. Another world. Because that game was on NES and Nintendo It's on Power literally back everything. The they yeah. put it out on See, right. yeah. over and over and over. Never played it, though. Alien Breed. Uh, I don't know that. Is that the is shooter? It, is it all-time great? What? Yo, Battle Chess? Oh, shit. Yo, Battle Chess. I played that as a kid. Let me kid. see. Let me see Battle Chess. Chaos Engine. Chaos Engine, man. That sounds intense. These are specifically what they said all-time yeah. greats. Just curious how I mean, maybe they, they are. are. Just before him, my, just before my Simon time. the Sorcerer. No, I missed that one. I've heard of that. Simon the Sorcerer kind of gave me vibes. Oh, yeah, Battle oh Chess. Oh, my God! No, Battle Chess is a classic. Right, you don't Battle know Chess. Battle Chess. Yes! That's, that's, oh, someone bring up the Hall Greats, please. Yes! <laughs> but again, it, I yeah. showed them Battle Chess. That's Holy why Huber is freaking out right now. <laughs> Lightning bolt of memories. Wow, thank you, Ilo. Oh, my Battle goodness. Battle Chess. Battle Chess, dude. Yes. That's Wizard's Chess. Uh, so I actually source- played some of these on PC, like maybe mm-hmm. DOS versions or something. Yeah. These were on like a yeah. lot of platforms. Um, Simon the Sorcerer kind of reminds me of the game Tom Hanks plays in Big. And Worms. I guess maybe one yeah, of the, the OG Worms, worms was on the Amiga. Or load your own games via USB stick with the WHD load support and an array of options. Wow. Um, just a little brief history on this cute little console. This is the first, the Amiga was the first low-end Amiga home computer. Commodore announced it at the January 1987 Winter Consumer Electronics Show. Mm. Were any of you born? I was born in 87. I was, I was alive born in 85. All right. I was born alive. I remember, I'm old enough. Wait a minute. I'm old enough to remember there used to be like two CESs a year, I thought. There's a winter or summer one. Yeah, the winter. Comstock. Winter Iowa. ones. Comstock. Win- Comstock. Yeah. Winter one's still around. The summer CES evolved into E3. Yeah. We're going uh, to Comstock. The, the Amiga 2000 was also announced <clears throat> at that CES. Uh, it had a price drop in 1989, and it was bundled with Batman. And this was not the NES Batman. This is its own Batman. This is this was the Batman was on all these weird home computers. Some version of the '89 wow. Batman. Yeah, it was the Batman pack. So sick. Do you remember this growing up? No, because then oh. I, I, I had a, a Apple IIe. Oh. You know, yeah. and then just like you were already seventeen I wish, in nineteen eighty-seven. I wish the box. I wish <laughs> the box would have had like Batman packaging on it and stuff, yeah. like current, like you know, bundled stuff does, yeah. like the special editions. That would have been sick. <laughs> Surprise, Jones missed it. Wait, eight. Yeah, dude, Batman. That's what I'm saying. Batman, when you're a kid, Jones was yeah. like, yeah, that you should have been all over this. Something about that word that really pops from a Wikipedia page. I'll tell you. I'm just looking down. What are some fun things? Batman. What? Yeah. Batman. Exactly. Batman pack. What? <laughs> It's got a little hyperlink. I click on it thinking, oh, this will just go to the 1989 Batman film. No, there's this version of the 89 Batman game. So wild. I love that you just said hyperlink. Hyperlink. (laughs) Your 1987 is showing. I got some hyperlinks here. Look out. Netscape's coming. (laughs) And before we wrap things up, uh, I mixed... Uh, Daniel Blubber has, ha- has had to do some very heavy lifting in terms of this podcast discussing all the crazy things that are going on in Activision Blizzard. Mm. Uh, I am fascinated that we're still talking about this weeks later. I am upset that we're talking about this weeks later because this stuff is so systemic. This stuff is so like we're, we're, we're really trying to root this out of our industry right now. But hey, four weeks later, we're still talking about this. Activision Blizzard is still dealing with this. They, this is something they absolutely cannot run from, cannot Reckoning. avoid. 
Uh, and it is wild to not only just say like, oh, here's that new he- news headline that came out. Mm-hmm. So many things have come out. I'm just going to focus on four of them. Uh, a, the shareholder group SOC released a letter demanding changes following what they said, quote, was an, an inadequate response. Um, so, again, that's the kind of move you want to see. You want to see yeah, shareholders coming absolutely. out and being like, no, like, you know, it's one thing if we were against the, you know, obviously the lawsuits. Another thing if we're hearing rumors of stuff that's happening there. We didn't like your response. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Jesse McCree, who I saw a lot of people were, were calling out against the director of Diablo 4 and, uh, of course, the Overwatch character's namesake, has left Blizzard. Uh, oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Uh, Bloomberg did extensive reporting, as Bloomberg does. Uh, Schreier was tweeting that, uh, interviewing current and former employees, talking about a wide range of issues. But uh, they did very good reporting, as did Polygon, focusing specifically on their QA departments and what they have gone through. And I'm sure... There will be more to talk about. Whether we specifically give it a, t- a uh, timestamp, was there any- anything stand out to you? Because we haven't talked about mm-hmm. this. I missed a couple podcasts since all yeah. this crazy stuff went down. I've just been wrestling with everything, you know, because I was such a big Blizzard fan growing up. So I kind of came to a thing for me where it's like, this seems like it was going on for a very long time, Jones. So for me, it's like, all right, the games that came out under that watch, like I just I. I I don't want to part of, be a part of, you know? So moving forward with this company, like, if I choose to engage with them again, because, like, I'm not going to be playing Diablo 2, because even though it's vicarious, it's still under this mm. institution. So for me, it's, like, looking forward down the line, if I see change, if I get a good vibe from this company, then I will, like, maybe reinvest. But, like, this... But, I mean, that's going to be, like... Yeah, like every game they've announced right now, you can't play. Sure. Yeah. Like Diablo Four, no, Overwatch Two. I mean, I can. There no are, laws, and that that's another thing is there are just so many video games. Like, why would I spend my time with with that? You know, with a company that is toxic. So, again, moving forward, like if things can change for the better, yeah, then then I'll consider. I don't know how they change this. I like I I honestly mm-hmm. don't know how like. It's so ingrained, it seems like, from, right. from this reporting. It's like, fire everyone? Like, start over? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you fix this. It's such like, a big company, though, with such big everybody? franchises yeah, and it's such crazy. big, big plans. And when I first heard about it, I was not on the podcast that week, but when I first heard about this, it was it, it, all of the posts that I saw said Activision Blizzard. All the responses that I saw said Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's Activision's role in this? And so it's yeah. interesting, you know, having Bobby and everybody. It's like, okay, now all of the, you know, all of you have to be accountable for this because shareholders need to be represented, you know, mm-hmm. people that uh, let this behavior go yeah. on. I've but, had um, the feeling of hopelessness, but that's not productive or good. So for me, I just focus on like, this is happening now. This is in the spotlight, you know, because clearly hope, yeah. for years it was not in the spotlight. And now that it is, I have to hold on to that and think, okay, this is good. Like, hopefully change happens. The hope I have is that I'm not here being like, we got to talk about this again this week. I know it's rough, guys, but we got to talk about it. It's like four or five things happen yeah. at minimum, you know, that yeah. like I'm sure there's a lot of other things. And again, specifically Bloomberg and Polygon's reporting, like you can dive into and mm-hmm. uh, read up a lot of that stuff. Uh, uh, Kotaku was where I went. So I was reading their article about uh, Jesse McCree. Um, again, these, these names, this culture, you know, like not even know. Yeah. Like that damn cowboy, Jesse. Also this week... Back for Blood had a beta. We played it. Back for Blood is awesome. So awesome. We had a grand old time. So awesome. Uh, and uh, uh, shout out to our um, uh, preview that we did, our impressions, yeah. because uh, it was like immediately after playing that. So that's always yeah. good to just take a breath and it, then. 
it uh, came out that there is no campaign versus mode that mm-hmm. was the big one in Left 4 Dead, you know, because we played gotcha. the survival one. So they yeah. came out and they said, but uh, at this time, you know. Mm-hmm. So down the line, it just seems like, you know. I, the smart thing is to kind of always hold something in your back pocket, I feel like, with games. Because then sure. in, you know, six months, you can hype it up again. Oh, this brand new mode. Let's go. I'd rather have a mode that I want that doesn't exist than a mode that it does exist and is not working or is bad or something. <laughs> you know, like what, what I checked out and that was, mm-hmm. was pretty solid. Yes. Kerbal Space Program, thank you, Marco Rosado, for introducing me to that game back in the day. Game Trailers has ceased development 10 years after it launched Whoa. to work on Kerbal 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did the same exact thing. I was like, I had to c- click into the headline, but they're still making it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of space, No Man's Sky turned five. And launched its latest expansion for free. Guess how many expansions that is for total for No Man's oh, Sky. Oh, it's like 18 or something. Is it really? It looked like a 18? lot. 18? I was going to say nine. And updates and everything. It looked like so many. I saw like a graphic. I'd say one a year and guess five. But... 18's pretty intense though, Hubert. Okay. okay. 17. Whoa. Boom. Whoa. Oh my gosh. What's up? What? 17 updates okay. to No Man's Sky. Yeah. Oh, Good for them. But the updates are like big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's not just like well, they've had like name. four or five or six like yeah. named ones, or has has every one of those been named? Like, um, yeah, I'm sure they probably had some. I, the, cool. the graphic I just br- yeah. browsed by, and it yeah. looks oh, like they wow. were all named. Yeah, Dang. oh, cool. Because the new one's called Frontiers. I think I haven't watched the trailer yet. Pax Australia has been canceled, replaced with an online show. Surprise, surprise! Idris Elba teased on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That he so will be playing good. Knuckles in so Sonic the Hedgehog Such 2. Good casting. Yeah. Just always delightful. He's the best. Yeah. I love him. They're going for that. They're going for that Oscar. Sonic Two A. I love they let him do that. That's so great. Uh, speaking of the Intellivision Amico, it's been delayed a third time. It's now scheduled for the end of 2021. A voice actor from Xenoblade teased that a new game is on the way. Wow. Or that might have been a whoops. We don't know. Whoopsie. People are grasping. But. Yeah, I know some people have been following the the composers who have done. One of Molotov's composers has also been giving updates throughout this whole year and last year, and people were suspecting it might have something to do with their next project as well. So this is the, the latest thing of like Japanese blogs of the development team saying something, and mm-hmm. like finally a big outlet finally picked up on one of these and ran with it. It's like yeah, yeah, they've been saying this, they've been giving a little bit dropping hints yeah. and stuff, yeah. but I mean this one seemed to have a little bit more detail behind it yeah. with a little bit more specifics. Uh, Hellblade Cinema Sacrifice got a free update for Xbox Series X and S. Pretty game, looking prettier. A bunch of Codemasters games are now in EA Play slash Game Pass Ultimate, because EA has the Codemasters now. Life is Strange Remaster has been delayed <sighs> to early 2022. Everything else is on track, but... <clears throat> that was a hefty stab to the gut when mm. that got delayed. Mm. That was a big one. And but You're not just so focused on True Colors? Like I, You're really... I've been itching to go back to to the original, mm. uh, the first game, and especially before the storm because you know the with true colors and stuff and all that. So I was like, sure. oh, that'd be so cool. And I was just excited to see New a month or two of Life is Strange hype just from everyone like trying out right, the series. Right. But this is probably for the best because now True Colors will have its time, you know, and then next year we'll get to we'll get to you know live with the the originals. So. In the end, it's actually a good thing because I feel like that would have been just like a lot of Life is Strange right on top of each sure. other, you know? And anybody so. waiting for it, I replayed the first two chapters of Life is Strange for a video yeah. series last year and 
I, like at no point was I like, woof, yeah. this didn't age well. Yeah, it's amazing. The voice acting is incredible. It's really, really pretty world, fun game. Um, the quote-unquote core talent from Typhoon Studios, if you're not familiar, that was Journey to the Savage Planet, has reformed as Raccoon Logic, which I love, and retained the Savage Planet IP. So, cool. Uh, be interesting to see, yeah, if they're able to continue with that. And Knights and Bikes is becoming a middle-grade action book series. Cool. Knights and Bikes. Go familiar with Knights and Bikes. Cool. Cool. I think you did that on stream team. I wanted to do that. Yeah, we uh, played it on there. Yeah, I missed it. Cool. I was like, oh, I want to do that for Mike and Mike. And then I, you did it. We like did Journey to the Savage team. Planet yeah. on Mike and Mike. Yeah. yeah. Let's play a game. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Never turtles ooze stuff. green. <laughs> so turtles. good. This People. is uh, Mysterious Monsters lighting. <laughs> this is the Easy Eyes Podcast game lighting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right. Never been used for Listeners, anything. Listeners, <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> You're picking up what I'm putting down. From Sage Mode Q, last month my brother stumbled across Steven Seagal's IMDb page, and of course it was full of gems. Well, that night I just so happened to be playing Yakuza Like a Dragon on Game Pass, and as soon as I started a sub-story, give me an idea for a game. It's very simple. I'm going to give you a phrase, and you tell me, is it the name of a Yakuza sub-story or a Steven Seagal movie? Good luck, allies. Love and respect. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sure. Apex Predator. Yakuza. Seagal. If you're, if, are you sure, Huber? No. <laughs> Seagal. Okay. Huber got it. That okay. was a Yakuza 0. I was confident, but I was not sure. Oh. Yeah. Out of reach. Seagal. I'm going to say Yakuza again. Seagal? Uh, that is a Steven Seagal film hmm. from 2004. 2004 Seagal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing those? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, probably gonna be a lot of the of obscure yeah, ones here. Probably, yeah. <sighs> Sheep Impact. That's gotta Yakuza. be Yakuza. Please, Yakuza. That is a Steven Seagal oh, film what? from 2010. Yeah, dude, dude, we're dude, okay. The more, the more recent you get, the more Sheep crazy. How, how off the deep end he's oh, gone, man. man. <laughs> Truth and lies. That's gonna be Yakuza. Come Yakuza. On. Yakuza. Don't uh, do Yakuza. this. That is Yakuza okay. Five story. <laughs> The perfect weapon. Seagal. Yakuza. Yakuza. Uh, that is a Steven Seagal film from Woo! 2016. Dude. I think Woo! that's the latest Woo! one on the list. Give no. Us. No, wait. There's a later one coming up. Come oh, on. Oh, no. Sins of the Father. Dude, Steven Yakuza. Seagal, let's go. Yakuza. That's Yakuza. Ah. Uh, uh, Yakuza 6, The Song Kojima. of Life. Kojima. Greatest it- game title of all time. China Salesman. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, Seagal. Please Steven be the 2018. Seagal, 2017. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Oh so my stupid. god. Yeah. What? China salesman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. How far Against all odds. Yakuza. Seagal. Uh, Yakuza oh. Kiwami 2. And finally, The Lone Survivor. Seagal. Seagal. So, same. That is Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's the newest sub-story of all of them. Harsh. Dang. That was rough. That's tough. Yeah. Some obscure Seagal movies in there. I I think you took that. China Salesman. China Salesman. What the hell? Get one that one. Oh, thanks. You need a synopsis for China Salesman. I don't know. Amazon Watch Party. China Salesman. It is now time for Love and Respect.
Love and respect. From James Davey, I've been playing Balan Wonderworld, and although it has quite a few problems, I think it deserved more credit from critics. I embrace how weird and vibrant the world is and its quirkier tendencies. I think a six or a seven rather than the threes and the fours I've seen for it. My question is, do you have any games that you love despite them being panned severely by critics? Yeah, I thought Never or Never Dead. I Never thought Never Dead wasn't wasn't a two or a three or whatever everyone said it was. It wasn't great, but it wasn't. I'm trying to remember what people gave Mad World on Wii. Cause that one was pretty good. Mad World, sweet. Yeah, I, I feel say, like that's you better, better. played that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yep. Love Mad World. I, th- I thought it got like okay reviews. Maybe mm-hmm. didn't get like horrible reviews. I know its sequel didn't get very well reviewed, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that great. Eighty one so, on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah that's fine. It what about good. Murdered Soul Suspect? Yeah. I Murdered Soul love Suspect. Love that game. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> The tagline for China Salesman <laughs> is Mercil Suspect. Is, is, quote, who are you? New quote, I am a China Salesman. <laughs> what? No. And China's in all, ta- all caps. No. And apparently it's, it stars Mike Tyson. Good. And Steven Seagal. Mike Tyson versus. He was in one of the Ip Mans, I think, right? Yeah. Tyson was in. Uh, He's in on three, yeah. On yep. the poster, it's called Deadly Contract, though, so I don't know what's oh, happening. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but uh, murdered soul. Murdered suspect. soul suspect. I feel like the uh, the the meta score is not good, but that's that's one. All checking it. Yeah, so I don't follow a lot of like meta scores or don't memorize. Yeah, them, so I it's, don't. Like, hard for me to know what was not universally liked mm-hmm. that I liked. Soul suspect fifty nine. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's there you go. Know. Okay, that's, that's down the there. One. That's there down there. I really liked that game. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I'd have to like. Look this up because I don't know if like I mean I thought Mad World yeah. was a little bit lower than what it would have been maybe. Uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West and like Remember Me some of those like mid tier games Wet with Eliza Dushku mm. I like. Good these, God, these are all like sixes and sevens. Yeah, that's what um, I'm swimming in sevens all yeah, the time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the fifty nine there right under that like yeah. once you're in the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> I I really like Avengers. Uh, <laughs> I really liked Uru. Slash missed online. That's in the seventies. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think about some online games. Just all sevens. Yeah. From Jack Forrest. Over the years, music has become an integral part of these last few generations in gaming and media in general. But what I ask today is, if you could have a game made with an original score or procured playlist like Death Stranding, which studio would head it, and who would write the score? If you had to knock out an amazing score, and you can grab this, you can go Tarantino style, where it's a collection, for any or if you, for yeah, if you were if you were if you were going to start, making doesn't matter game. the genre. Okay. You were like, I want to start off on the right foot. And make, I would try to get Jessica Curry to do something for me. I would get this. You got her. I would get Klaus Ooh. Schultz. He's like a gnarly synth. You know, out of control, but also like can get really intense and like moody. Klaus Schultz. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've already gotten some of mine. I mean, I got. I got Working for you? You making games? No. Not for me. Joe Hisashi uh, for, for, from Ghibli fame mm-hmm. doing Nino Kuni. Did you see Never his thought live That would ever happen. I was like, what? <laughs> what, Isla? Did you see when he, he played live? I went and saw that concert. Yeah, it was pretty didn't great. go see that. Yo, the correct oh. answer. Isla, though, the, up. 
The correct answer, though, is John Carpenter. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. dang, yes. yeah. Let's um, go. John I know someone. Jolly little band. I got yes. someone. He needs to do a game score. Just, right? just one game do score, it. Carpenter, yeah. before you. So I know he this, might is, have. this is scores for like your for your own game, though, right? Right. Like that. I, I don't, so Carpenter's yeah. the best 10 second theme man in the biz. So I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I want to go for big names for the game I'm gonna make. I want to make other people make music for existing games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That. That's where. That's where my head's at. Because I want. I want. I want Fallout Boy to do next Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Blah. <laughs> 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 Brandon Kagan, this past week, a man who I have looked up to and considered a hero throughout my life passed away from pancreatic cancer in the early hours on Sunday. Well, I have never, and now will never, have the privilege of getting to meet him because he was a football coach by trade. To say he was a positive force and had a profound impact on me cannot be overstated. So with how dour I've been in the gaming industry in the recent weeks, plus this new personal blow, I've been looking around to try and find something to lift my spirits. It inspired me to ask you, what are some of the happiest games out there. Whether that means they never fail to bring you joy, the games themselves have upbeat, positive, and well, happy topics, gameplay characters, etc. What games would you recommend to make people quote-unquote happy? Thanks for reading, if you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. I mean, definitely Super Mario anything. Yeah, Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey I, I wept with happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Animal yeah. Crossing. In the New Dunk City part. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Super Mario, for sure. Gotta get like a rhythm game in there. Sinar Wild Hearts is so dope. Sinar Wild Hearts. But it's kind of like somber. I was going to say. Melon, uh, Melancholy. The music yeah. will, but will the yeah. game get you jolly there? Yeah. Yeah. Outer Wilds, if, if your brain works like mine, is really happy. <laughs> nice. Dude, like. The cold expanse of space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic arcade. Dying in the void. Cool. Classic yeah. arcade beat-em-ups. I mean, always be nice for me. Like, Suits Your Age is my happy place for sure. Like, well, yeah. Simpsons arcade game, yeah. or Turtles arcade game, Some just with three other people. Yeah. Definitely. So, so many MMOs are free. There's just something about go, just go from like level one to five. Yeah. There's, and because I was thinking like, what <laughs> are the rings online, Jones? There's some, it's, it's on my PC right now. Yeah. There's, there's something about watching other people like go to vendors and stuff and then go like bouncing off into the forest. Like, there's yeah. something, there's, it's one of the things I love about MMOs. It's like you see people. They're not competing. They're just living and running around this world. And there's something, I don't know, very calming to me about that, especially like no investment. If you're like, I didn't pay for this game. Yeah. Just downloaded something. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2 is so cozy. <laughs> Happy. And like 4 is really cozy. Yeah. I don't know, because there's something Spencer to be Mansion. said. You want to be around. Like sometimes when you're depressed, you want to be. Like my depression comfort movie as a teen was as good as it gets. And like, because mm. everyone in it was devastated. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, when you I'm know? depressed, I like more depression. Yeah. And I'm different like that, I think. But Re Resident Evil is like a warm blanket, you know? Yeah. It's time for bets. Next week's bet, The War for Wakanda, comes to Marvel's Avengers on August 17th. That's next Tuesday. When we record the podcast on August 19th, two days later, how many people will be watching Marvel's Avengers on Twitch? I checked before the recording of this podcast. It was about 1,000. It's about 1.1. 1. 1. Michael Huber, what do you think? 22,000 humans. 22,000? Humans. Got to prove it's humans. Uh, Humanoids. Okay. Not bots. Yeah. No, bot, no bot views allowed. No adaptoids? No adaptoids. Michael Damiani. 4.2 thousand. Yeah. 4.2 K. Isla? Uh, se seven. Seven. Oh, oh okay. Just Eight. seven people? 
eight. Seven, I thought I was going to be the high. Okay. So this is a go. Okay. I'm way high. Yeah. I hope it's eight or higher. Come Jeez. on, Avengers. Come on, Avengers. <laughs> I, I messaged Bossman, like, hey, we should probably stream that. Bossman's like, all eight hours? And I'm like, all eight what? Eight hours, apparently. Apparently. This week's bet, Godfall, comes to PlayStation 4. Uh, or it did, rather, on August 10th. Uh, remember, that used to be the big PlayStation 5 game. First game we ever saw on PlayStation 5. A lot of people were obsessed with the file size on the PlayStation 5 of God's Fall and how that would be indicative of other PlayStation 5 games. Uh, I want to know how big the file size was, is now, on the PlayStation 4 version of Godfall. I checked via the internet for the PS5 size. It said 22.32. When we just looked in the store, it was 39 gigs. I said 22 last week. All those bits were based on that. But it might be 39 gigs. I don't know. The PlayStation 4 version of Godfall... Brad Ellis bet would be 27, Michael Damiani bet would be 30, Michael Huber bet would be 36.4, and Daniel Bloodworth bet 26.1, the lowest bet, which wins because it's 17.2. Wow. So it's lower than PS5. It is lower than the oh, PlayStation yeah. that's 5 file that's size. Unorthodox. No. That that's is unusual. always the case. That is it's, been, it's been the case, actually. Last week we said it was, I wasn't here. Last week the discussion was that some of those are bigger and some surprising PS4 people. PS4 games are bigger than PS5 files. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. And this one is oh, smaller. Some, but like you'd yeah. think every single one would be hmm. small. So PS4 it looks like it's case to case. Yeah. It's interesting. It's because of some, the com- some of the compression stuff they can do on oh. PS5, apparently. Bringing our scores too. Jovial Penguins, 19. He didn't even lose a limb, an eyeball, bladder control. Vociferous yeah. Beavers, 15. Nom, nom, nom. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. If you listen to this podcast on Sunday, thanks to Michael Huber, it might seem a little discombobulated. It might seem a little little out of, out of sorts. You might be like, this thing happened there. Maybe there was a little cut or something like that. Patreon.com. Where are we going? Where are we going? Patreon.com. I was showing Huber's reaction. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Having a very intimate moment right now with our patrons. It's where you can get the full, complete, unedited version of the podcast. No ads. Uh, we get two additional love and respect questions, and we skip right past. Actually, it is interrupting because we, we dovetail right <laughs> over, hop, skip, and a jump over the sponsor reads every week. Stop with the zoom ins. <laughs> we do get comments every now and then. People are like, what happened with the camera? Why were the cameras bad this week? Bad? Getting silly. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're confused. They don't understand what's happening. Listeners are having a grand old time. Viewers. I'll explain it. From are, in are, here, are I can a... zoom in people's cameras. <laughs> I did it earlier in the episode because Huber's camera was had too much headroom, so I zoomed him in. And sometimes I zoom in on Jones for comedic effect. Yeah, that's the real thing. Yeah, I, I set up everyone's cameras. Yep. I say, I how like, tall are you going to be? <sighs> and then they start slouching. Yeah. Bloodworth gets like a foot shorter every episode. <laughs> anyway, so sometimes I zoom in on Jones because I think it's funny. Think we got new patrons with that a little bit? Think it's new patrons? I think that they they're signing up left and right. For five bucks, get this podcast early, we have and fun you get here. to participate in a lot of things, love and respect, and everything like that. Be a part of the podcast. Be a part of Easy Lies. Go check it out. A shout out tier. Tip top tier, patreon.com slash easy allies. These wonderful people are at that tier, and we are going to shout them out right now. Shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Estocal, and Nick. Shout out. Shout, shout out. Noir Jones. Noir? Yeah. What? 
If I have fun with it too, then we're completely off the rails. I gotta be like, no, I'll stop it. <laughs> but if you make me look good, then I yeah, you're looking great. <laughs> easy vision. Thank you. I was thinking uh, at the end of this podcast, I get to promote an easy eyes video. I want to promote. Get to talk about anything just popped into my head. Something I want to reiterate. And I get to sign off. My trademark sign off. Um. No, for real, patreon.com slash easy odds. We would appreciate the support. We are crowdfunded. I will use that as my last comment to double down on the fact that that is important uh, because we have a lot of wonderful people, not just at the shout-out tier, but among other tiers that support us every single month here at patreon.com slash easy allies. And I appreciate it. Um, go check out that Back for Blood uh, preview because everybody dropped 4K footage on me. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, whoops. I, was, I guess I was supposed to be recording 4K too. But then I looked at all of you. I was like, well, we're, we're going 4K, baby. So I blew that one up and uh, did some fun for, for video at once. It was fun. Like, I was like, how do I sync this? Because we didn't clap or anything. And then I'm like, oh, like there would be a little explosion in the corner. And I would just mark like, all of us saw that explosion. Cool. No time it out that way. Uh, had a blast playing it. Had a blast talking about it. Had a fun time on this podcast. Thank you, John. Thank you, Cheers. What was the 360 one? Bejeweled? Love that game. Love it.